welcome to The Wrap, a weekly podcast about women's sports news and the big stories. Every episode, we'll cover what's happened over the weekend, a favourite story, and what to watch in the coming week. My name is Chloe Dalton. I'm an Olympic gold medalist in rugby sevens and an AFLW player. I'm joined by my co-host, Millie Dawson. Millie is an athlete manager who works with some of Australia's top female athletes. Hello and welcome to The Wrap. (laughs) I feel so alone. Chloe is currently messaging me. Uh, (laughs) This week, I am flying solo. Um, Chloe is currently in Townsville for the Oceania Sevens tournament um, in lockdown. And in Sydney, we're also currently in lockdown. So I hope you all don't mind listening to my voice for the next (laughs) 10 or 15 minutes. But let's get into some news. First, let's take a look around the grounds. In climbing, 18-year-old O'Shana McKenzie has qualified for Tokyo. She is Australia's top-ranked female sport climber across all disciplines and will be the first female to represent Australia in sports climbing debut, the Tokyo Olympic Games. To provide a bit of a background on sport climbing at the Olympics, uh, there is three disciplines, which is speed, bouldering and lead. So speed climbing um, basically pits two climbers against each other both climbing a route on a 15-metre wall um, and the winning time for the women are around seven to eight seconds, so very, very fast climbing that wall. In bouldering, athletes scale a number of fixed routes on a 4.5-metre wall in a four-minute period. And in lead, athletes attempt to climb as high as possible on a wall measuring over 15 metres in height within a six-minute period. At the Games, each climber will compete in all three disciplines and the final rankings will be determined by multiplying the placement in each discipline with the athletes achieving the lowest scores winning medals. In equestrian, Mary Hanna will make some amazing history in Tokyo when she competes in her sixth Olympic Games. Yes, sixth. Can't say sixth. (laughs) After being selected in Australia's equestrian team. At the age of 66, Hannah will extend the record she set in Rio as the oldest Australian Olympic competitor. Hannah will contest her six games aboard her horse, Kalanta. Joining Hannah in the equestrian team are debutantes Simone Pierce and Kelly Lane, who will join Hannah in the dressage arena. In table tennis, Jian Feng Lei has also been selected for an historic sixth Olympics. She joins Mary Hannah as the first ever females to ever compete at six Olympic Games. That is a minimum of 20 years in the Olympic cycle, plus all the time that they would have spent before that perfecting their craft. So that is absolutely insane. Um, And I cannot wait to watch both those women compete in Tokyo. In netball, it was the second week of round eight. The Sunshine Coast Lightning have defeated the Collingwood Magpies 67 to 65 in extra time at USC Stadium. Lightning skipper Carla Pretorius was magnificent in extra time with two intercepts, saving the team from a shock upset and moved them to the top of the ladder, four points clear of second spot. The Fever vs. Vixens match was unfortunately postponed due to COVID-19 restrictions. In rugby league, the NRL chairman Peter Vlandes went public leading into the women's state of origin and implored the NRLW players to look at the big picture and make a sacrifice. He was referring to the need to spread the NRL talent across six clubs before the season kicks off in August. The NRL have attempted to regulate the distribution of players across the clubs by offering the top 24 players central contracts worth $28,000 and placing a limit of four of those players at each club. The issue is that next to no players have agreed to leave three-time defending premiers, the Brisbane Broncos, 
while the new club, Newcastle, haven't attracted a top-tier player. The situation is a really difficult one for the players and Broncos player Millie Boyle argued this week that players have the right to choose where they want to play. Vlandis acknowledged that women are still part-time players and they want to minimise inconvenience where possible, but noted that if the game wants, to, wants growth quickly, the sharing of talent is a good policy. And still on Rugby League, the Maroons have won back-to-back State of Origin titles, defeating the New South Wales Blues 8-6 at a wet Sunshine Coast Stadium. The match could not have started better for New South Wales, with Isabel Kelly scoring only after four minutes into the game. Queensland hit back with a try from dummy half by young gun Destiny Brill in the 24th minute, but that would have to be it for the tries. Um, Neither side could get over the try line again in what was a brutal game of rugby league. With scores locked at six all in only one minute on the clock, Blues bench forward Philomena Hanisi was penalised right in front of the sticks for a leg pull on Chelsea Lenadazi as she tried to play the ball. It was a 50-50 call against the Blues and Lauren Brown showed no hesitation in draining the penalty kick and seeing Queensland home by two points. Also to note, the match was the first to be contested by two teams with female coaches, New South Wales being led by Kylie Hilda and the Maroons tasting victory under Tani Norris. In Taekwondo news, Reba Stewart and Stacey Hymer have been announced in the Tokyo Olympic team and will both be making their Olympic debuts. In beach volleyball, our dynamic duo Maria Fay Artacha Del Sola and Taliqua Clancy have officially been named in the Australian team for Tokyo. The pair that are ranked fifth in the world are in fine form for the Games and are looking to be the first Australian pairing since Natalie Cook and Kerry Podast in the 2000 Sydney Olympics to win gold. That has been 21 years since we, um, since Australia's won a gold medal in the beach volleyball event at the Olympics. So I'm very excited to watch Maria Fay and Taliqua take on. Um, this event come next month. And finally, in badminton, the AOC has announced the badminton team for Tokyo 2020 with Gronya Somerville, Wendy Chen, Setiana Mapasa, and Simon Leong to represent Australia. The team of four all qualified for Tokyo with their international rankings, with Chen in singles, Mapasa and Somerville in doubles, and Leong and Somerville in the mixed doubles. Gronya Somerville and Satyana Mapasa will both be making their Olympic debut, whilst Wendy Chen will be returning for her second Olympic Games. Oh, some good news this week. Very exciting to see. Yeah, the girls. Let's take a look at what to watch this week. In tennis, Wimbledon has kicked off with Australia's world number one, Ash Barty, returning after withdrawing from the French Open due to injury, with her round one match kicking off on Tuesday. In netball, the Super Netball heads into its ninth round this weekend. With the current COVID situation, the organisation is closely monitoring the four matches which are set to be played across New South Wales, South Australia and Queensland this weekend. Head to supernetball.com.au to check out the status of the matches closer to the weekend or check out their social media pages. Also, just a little side note on what to watch, um, a new documentary, Tall Poppy Documentary, Um, which is a skater's story documentary in a new sports feature film, taking a look at the rise and life of Australia's only female park skateboard representative in the Tokyo Olympic Games, Poppy Star Olsen. The film follows Olsen's rise to become the number one female bowl skater in Australia at age 14, winning a bronze medal at the X Games at age 17 and having the opportunity to represent Australia at the upcoming Tokyo Olympics. I, for one, am very excited to watch that documentary. I think... Poppy is awesome and a little ripper and I wish I could skate, but I can't. Anyways, I'm talking to myself or to you guys about how I want to be able to skate. (laughs) And that's the wrap. 
thank you for joining us for a bit of a quick episode this week. Um, obviously missing my partner in crime, Chloe. Um, very sad not to be with her right now, but looking forward to her coming back from uh, Townsville and reuniting with her and um, to continue bringing you the news every week. Thanks heaps for joining us to get your weekly hit of women's sports news. If you liked it, hit subscribe and send it on to one person you think could benefit from it. The wrap will drop every Tuesday morning wherever you get your podcasts to cover the big achievements, a favourite story and what to watch in the coming week. For my interviews with top female athletes, we're currently on a break and giving you a chance to catch up on all the eps for season one. Keep up to date on our Instagram at The Female Athlete Project for when we launch season two. See you next week.